Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Senor, a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, everybody, today, midweek Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You know, I'd go with one of my conceptual general managers, but I know how that chaps you, Jack. So instead, I'll go with KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary. And why is uh, she our general manager? She got into a bit of a tussle with Peter Ducey at the uh, the briefing yesterday, which was quite amusing, and we'll, we'll play some of that for you. But more importantly, she finds herself increasingly trying to, uh, increasingly frequently trying to explain why the Biden administration is completely reversing the field, reversing course on uh, many policies. I was going to go with the pendulum, kind of on the same thing. Same theme. All of this stuff that they've tried is not working at all. And you're talking particularly around the border stuff? Well, yeah, the border, but uh, crime, homelessness, education, you name it. So uh, we announced it yesterday on the show because the news broke while we were on that 1,500 troops are headed to the border before Title 42 ends in, uh, what, nine days now? 
And uh, the big story yesterday was they're just going to be doing paperwork. I mean, they're they're troops, but they're not like troop troops, like they're going to be fighting wars, standing there with guns saying, get away from the border or anything like that. They're just going to be doing paperwork, to which the uh, governor of Texas, who, you know, you got to keep in mind, might be running for president, but uh, doesn't mean what he said here is not true. Biden says he'll deploy 1,500 troops to the border primarily to do paperwork and only for 90 days. This does nothing to stop illegal immigration. I deployed 10,000 Texas National Guard to the border to fill the gaps created by Biden's reckless open border policies. So the Biden administration had pulled back so many resources that he had to deploy 10,000 Texas National Guard people to fill in the gaps. And we still have the problem we have. So, yeah, 1,500 people to do paperwork is not going to make a dent and the, well, the, 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 the the theory is that that will free up if they're doing the grunt work behind the scenes that'll free up the border patrol to do what they do best but that contrast in numbers is, right, is absolutely yeah. striking and the surge has already begun even though title 42 that's the rule that says oh, we're sorry we can't let you into the country because you might have covid that's what we've been doing for for years now even though Nobody's worried about COVID. It's ridiculous. And because Democrats feel like it would look too mean or agreeing with Trump to uh, come up with new rules that say we're not going to let you in because you're not supposed to be here. It doesn't have anything to do with COVID. Um, They're just going to let it expire and not replace it with anything. In El Paso, for instance, they're averaging 1,350 people per day showing up in El Paso as of right now. 1,350 every day get into so the town. So that's 50 more than the number of troops we're going to send to the border every day <laughs> in El Paso. Getting to, yeah, getting to El Paso, which is just one town along the border. Uh, well, and I, it's, I think it needs to be made explicitly clear that everybody's preparing for this surge when uh, Title 42 is taken away. We've been setting all-time, like, insane records with Title 42 in place. Right. It's not like the doors have been closed and they're about to open. Right. That's a good point. We should get to the opening clip, just a little bit of it, because uh, it uh, speaks to this whole issue. And then some breaking news on a fascinating story out of uh, out of Russia. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be Wednesday, May the 3rd, the year 2023? We are Armstrong and Getty. And we approve this program. How excited are the Star Trek or Star Wars geeks that uh, May the 4th is tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, geeks. Have fun. Anyway, we're getting <laughs> okay, down to brass geeks. tacks early, uh, so this is exciting. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. I hear you. I'm about to answer. I'm about, people more I'm about to answer you. Year so if, you far. if you, if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. Um, if the dramatics could come down a little what's bit. What's dramatic about asking a question about. Okay. I'm, I'm going to answer. Oh, my Lord. That's just a portion of a reporter from Fox, because most of the time, no other news outlet is interested in this story. I would say the network evening newses that I watch, I check those out just to see what, like, the biggest of traditional media is doing every day. And they led with the border situation. Oh, my. They led with the border situation. But that was Peter Ducey of Fox trying to talk about what you were just saying. Look, we're here are the numbers, the records we're setting every single... Uh, stop. All right. All right. Stop with the dramatics. Stop with the dramatics. So facts wow. are now, quote-unquote, dramatics. Wow. Well, and it's pretty dramatic when you're setting all-time records week after week, month after month, year after year. That's pretty dramatic. But if you bring it up, stop with the dramatics. Oh, F you. 
I, man, what an unbelievably dismissive attitude from your government, who's one of their sole roles. I mean, one thing everybody can agree on is a role of the government is to control the border, and they ain't doing it at all. I'm wow. trying to remember what Biden had to say about immigration at his last press conference. Oh, that's right. He never has them. Yeah, that's what a, an odd state of affairs we're in now, folks. Politically, it remains to be seen if people care. If, if, if uh, Like I said, uh, some of the big footprint media like CNN, I was watching, that was their lead story on CNN with Jake Tapper yesterday. Um, uh, if this gets covered for a while and if it has any effect on the politics, the polling is horrible horribly low i mean it's his lowest number for joe biden he's in the 20s on dealing with the border i just don't know where it ranks as an issue and he can be in the 20s but if people don't care about it then it doesn't make any difference well my recollection of the the last polls that asked about it was it ranks pretty damned high it it was encouraging to me i don't remember the number but i remember thinking okay people are noticing and you know oh boy as great as trump was on immigration uh, you can't you can't deny that it's one of the things he got I thought completely or almost completely right. Um, if Trump is running, the election's about Trump. If he's not, it might be about issues. Um, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Trump if Trump runs and hammers the border. I don't know. That could that could that could be something. Well, as you've said many times, if if 2016 Trump runs again, he could do great. Run on the issues, run on the judges. The breaking news story I want to read more about because it's just being reported in the last half an hour. Russia says Ukraine tried to kill Putin overnight with drone attacks on the Kremlin. Two drones attacked the actual building, the Kremlin, there in Moscow. Uh, They say Putin is fine and healthy and doing great. But um, they blame Ukraine. Ukraine says it wasn't us. It might have been Ukraine, but it might not have been Ukraine. There are enough factions inside of russia that want putin gone also who knows who was well and as we've discussed many times by drone do you mean uh yeah, two hundred dollar drone off the target shelves or a hundred million dollar unmanned uh, fighter plane you know that's an excellent point i need to stop every time i hear drone i picture like you know a slightly bigger version of the thing my kids use but sometimes it's a giant warplane. it just doesn't have a human being in it um, two unmanned a UAV, they call them, Jack. UAV, Clark. That's, that's unmanned aerial vehicle. That's right. Two unmanned aerial ve- aerial vehicles were aimed at the Kremlin. Timely actions were taken by the military and special services with the use of radar warfare systems. The devices were put out of action, says the Kremlin. No, no, no word here as to what kind of drones they were. But uh, that'd be something. That would get his attention if they penetrated clear to uh, the Kremlin. Here's your Joe Getty double reverse analysis. Ah. They're trying to justify taking out Zelensky. Oh, so they did it to themselves. That's just a thought. Sent a couple of harmless uh, drone blasts into some unmanned part of the Kremlin or, you know, a manned part of the Kremlin. Putin would not think twice about snuffing some bureaucrats to make his point. And then they say, look, they're trying to assassinate Vlad Putin. Uh, It's fair game. He is a KGB guy, Putin, who does the old switcheroo. That's what he did when he blew up that. Was it a movie uh, apartment building where he killed tons of Russians, including children, and blamed it on the Chechens so that he could, like, really go hard into Chechnya? He killed a whole bunch of his own citizens Mm -hmm. to do the same thing. So, yeah, it would make perfect sense that he would do this sort of thing. Anyway, 
That's a terrible story. Um, Spicy times. I, uh, I'm i going to have to take a sabbatical from the show because I've discovered a new, I've stumbled upon a um, an area of interest that I want to write a long paper. I'm going to continue my gathering data, but it seems to me so far, the data I've gathered is when I eat more, when I get on the mm. scale in the morning, I have yes. to move that little thing further to the right. There seems oh to be a connection between the amount of food I eat and how much I weigh. So, again, I'm taking a sabbatical. I'm going to continue to gather information, write a paper that I'm sure will be published in some of the biggest medical journals. Interesting. This is a new Interesting. discovery. I'm not sure how Intriguing. many people are aware of this, but... That's God dang it! I don't know what? why... What? I don't know why I'm able to convince myself that, you know what, it's, 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 you can sneak this by. Like, nobody will notice. You can slip this by today. <laughs> They're not pay- they, they aren't paying attention. The right. calorie gods or whatever, they won't exactly. notice. Just yeah. one day, it's not going to hurt anything. If nobody <laughs> sees me, it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Yet. So, all right. I, Michael, let the, what's your guess? What was the particular sinful food, the excessive food? Oh, it's got to be a fast food of some sort, I would think. Yeah, I'm going like giant muffin. Close, yeah. I stopped at the grocery store, got an entire pan of cinnamon rolls, and oh. ate, ate them all. Oh, yeah. That's wow. good stuff. <laughs> I get at least partial credit. And pan I always, of cinnamon rolls. And I always enjoy, in some sort of self-deprecating way, asking the checkout clerk, can I have a fork, please? I'm going to eat them in the car. <laughs> And she hands me a fork with the cinnamon rolls at the grocery store, and I walk out to my car. You know what would be your... I'm oh, still, here first. Shame. Shame. I'm, I am, shame. I am still walking out to my car. I'm not yet rolling out to my car on one of those rascals. Here's your uh, pint of vodka in the glove compartment moment. <laughs> when you buy a box of plastic forks and have them in your car. Just keep them in the car <laughs> to eliminate one step. Yeah, and I think they look at me with a, yeah, I'll bet you are. You look like the kind of guy that's probably doing that, walking out to your car and eating your cinnamon rolls in the parking lot. Uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's very nice, full of wisdom and wit. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, the official statement out of Russia, out of the Kremlin, is tonight an attempted drone strike was a a terrorist act and an attempt on the life of the president of the Russian Federation. So, uh, yeah, the Washington Post says this could be used as an excuse to really up the violence, although it's hard to imagine how you go up any further than they already have, but a direct attack on Zelensky, maybe. Anyway, more on that story, which is just breaking right now. I've got to admit, my first impulse is to assume skullduggery as opposed to, you know. With Putin? Hell yeah. Yeah. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Actually, a pair of quotes from the great Thomas Sowell. Love this. When people are trying to see how far they can push things, that is the time to let them know that they have already pushed things too far. Hmm. That was interesting. Uh, Camel, nose, tent, etc. And then I like this as a companion piece. 
People will people will forgive you for being wrong, but they will never forgive you for being right, especially if events prove you right while proving them wrong. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I was talking to one of my kids about that the other day. You have to you have to handle being right delicately. It's yeah, usually that's a good certainly, idea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, well, people will forgive you for being wrong, but they will never forgive you for being right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So, yeah, so tread gently. You're absolutely right on that. Um, so tread gently, right? Mm-hmm. I'm right in saying that to you because you're right. <laughs> anyway, uh, perhaps we move on to mailbag. Woo! Drop us a note, would you? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Boy, you folks really brought it today. Appreciate that. Many, many great emails. I wish we could get to them all. Uh, Marion Idaho writes, uh, heard a soundbite from the Writers Guild of America strike this morning. Their chant was, what do we want? Contracts. When do we want them? Now. You'd think if they want to demonstrate their worth, they could come up with something more creative, right? Perhaps along the lines of, our most urgent desire is to light our wages of fire and add a bit of steam to the content you all stream. <laughs> Feel free to add your own chant, wordsmiths that you are, LOL. <laughs> I didn't realize one of the uh, things the writers are worried about is AI taking over. Somebody just said, uh-huh. telling chat GPT, you know, write a s- script like friends. Having it in one second for you. Yeah, well, the guys with shovels building deep holes union of the 1800s would like a word with you. It's just not going to get anywhere with that. Here comes the steam shovel. Sorry. Wow, that's a good point right there. It's got a John Henry aspect to it. It absolutely does. About those greedy corporations padding their profits, JT writes, This isn't a mystery. I doubt very much that anybody educated enough to write on the topic is confused by the facts on the ground. When everything is reliable and stable, companies can price their products at the lowest possible price. But when any part of the production process is strained, delayed, and cost flux, experiencing layoffs, etc., then companies cannot reasonably be expected to wait for losses to justify price hikes. As risk goes up, the low price offered by reliable, predictable pricing of goods and services disappears. Hmm. And he goes into some detail, uh, but I want to squeeze in a couple other things, but it's a good point. Yeah. Uh, The buried lead here is the widespread desire of the media to constantly paint corporations as the bad guys causing inflation when the real cause of inflation is the U.S. government and the business world is just trying to react. If you want to talk greed, look no further than the federal government who wants to spend one dollar and a quarter for every dollar they tax. Why is greedy big government given a pass while big corporations are blamed? Oh, that's a good one right there. Absolutely. Home run. Touch them all. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to move on to a different topic. Uh, guys, you don't need to ask for volunteers to summarize these financial or techie articles for you. AI will do that. I'm serious. My friend in venture capital, who could probably summarize them well, is using AI to do just that. Here's a message from about AI to our chat group. Guys, chat GPT is effing insane. I just used it to answer some fairly technical questions about how certain VC stuff works, and it nailed it. Then I asked it to detail differentiation of three complex but similar businesses, and it nailed it. Then I asked it to summarize a 20-page government report, and it nailed it. All that stuff that's very useful for first passes of information gathering. Wow. I should figure out how to do that. Uh, I'm going to this afternoon. That's interesting. Uh, There is some breaking news we'll bring you up to speed on. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. Don't say a word. The last one still so there's allegedly been a an attempted assassination of Putin, or at least a drone strike on the Kremlin. This is all alleged, and 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 it's all brand new news. Ukraine is saying we didn't have anything to do with it, although they might say that even if they did. Although Putin may have made up the whole thing in the video that is out is AI. I have no idea. Oh um, boy! <laughs> right, right, because there is there is video out of smoke rising over the Kremlin and stuff like that. But who knows? That could be from 10 years ago, or it could be AI-generated, or, or or the Ukrainians could have legitimately thought they had a way to kill Putin. I don't know. but um, Sounds like we need to rewind a little bit and figure out what we actually know. At the risk of sounding like Kamala Harris, there is a country called Russia. <laughs> it, it contains a capital called Moscow or Moscow, and there's a bunch of buildings there called the Kremlin. Which Are is, we sure of that? Which is like their White House. Um, so let's jump in here at CNN with a reporter they just went to, uh, having just stated that the Ukrainians are denying they had anything to do with it. They want publicly to be seen to have nothing to do with it. And it's also important to point out, just to remind viewers at home here, we have at this stage no evidence, no verified evidence that this drone attack indeed did occur. You may see a video shortly which purports to provide some backup for that claim. But at this point, we have a statement from the Kremlin in which they do two extraordinary things. They massively escalate the conflict. Look, it's important to point out both sides are throwing everything they possibly can at this. So with certain exceptions, there's not a huge amount more either can throw into it, but they're raising the specter that their head of state, their president, uh, survived an assassination attempt by the country they're at war with. So that is an enormous statement, both of escalation, but also of weakness by uh, the Russian Federation. You know, a country, it's often hard even to get onto Red Square, has been for the last week or so, but here they are suggesting that two drones managed to fly over it. And from the video you may see shortly, detonate not far from it at all. So that's an extraordinary statement, both of weakness, but it also Many long-term watchers of Russia will say lays the ground potentially for something, ends up being a, a justification perhaps. We've seen in Russia's past where they have uh, said that really stark things have occurred, attacks on objects have occurred okay, in Russia's so civilian population. I just saw the video with the uh, explosions over the Kremlin there, which Russia's claiming is them shooting down the drones, I guess? Yeah, yeah. But My I, crap detector is going off. Yeah, well, the problem is whether it, it's obviously crap or not. If Putin decides this is his justification for a full-on attack on the capital and capital, the capital, uh, and an attempt to take out Zelensky, you know, then that's that's what he does. Hmm. Well, CNN is certainly treating it seriously. They've been on it for forty-five minutes. A major escalation, they say. Well, we'll see. Huh. Man, what a mess. What an ugly mess. Well, Putin's losing. He's a, he's a cornered beast. He is a, he's in a bad situation. His giant offensive accomplished freaking nothing. As um, uh, Ian Bremmer tweeted out yesterday, what's amazing is after a year of Russia throwing all this at Ukraine, they've gained so little territory. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Spicy times. Uh, why don't we uh, transition now to other unprotected borders? Our own Peter Ducey of Fox News. Uh, I, I was going to say one of the few who ever brings this up. But uh, recently, as Jack pointed out, the big uh, alphabet networks are really starting to pay attention to the immigration crisis. But uh, Peter got into it with KJP 
over White House immigration policy, which has failed miserably, and they have now pretty much grabbed the Trump playbook and started running his plays. Uh, but let's start with a clip 40 and go from there. Um, do I, uh, Those are three separate clips, aren't they? Or, or are 41 and 42 part of uh, 40? Just, Just go to 40. Okay. Got it. If the border is secure, as the administration has said, then why would we need to send 1,500 active duty U.S. troops down there? Because we need more work. We need more work needs to be done, Peter. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Let's roll on. You said yesterday that when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down by more than 90%. Where did that number come from? It was, I was CBP speaking. is telling us the number is. I hear you. I'm about to answer. I'm about, people more I'm about to answer you. Year so if you, far. if you, if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. I, um, it, if the dramatics could come down a little what's bit. What's dramatic about asking a question about? Okay, I'm, go- I'm going to answer. So I was speaking to the parolee program. As you know, the president put in place a parolee program to deal with, uh, to deal with certain countries uh, on, on ways that we can limit illegal migration. And we have seen, the data has shown us that it has gone down by more than 90%. That was what I was speaking and to. to no, I'm, we're, we're going to go. We're going to move. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. We're moving, Peter. Let's go. Wow. Wow. We're moving uh, to a different topic, Peter. Let's go. Come on now. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the free press there confronting power for you briefly before they are told that's enough confrontation yeah, and dramatics. You, you know, we didn't pay enough attention to the one joke from the press correspondence dinner the other night where Biden made his joke about, I don't remember what the setup was, what the punchline was. I stand up and talk for 10 minutes and then take no questions and walk away. And everybody laughed. <laughs> right. And there have been a number of people who aren't part of the obedient press pointing out how awful that is that the press laughed at the most powerful person in the world saying, and I don't have to answer your questions. Ha! Oh, my God, he's right. He doesn't have to answer our questions. How compliant is that? Well, they're all part of the resistance or something. If it's a Republican president or Trump, they're part of the resistance, but they're not part of anything challenging power at all. If it's a Democrat in the modern world where, you know, journalists are being taught that you should pick a point of view and and, and bolster it. And so you have that. All the biggest media in America laughing at the fact that they're they're being ignored. And then this, you try to ask a question about records being set month after month at the border. Enough with the dramatics. Enough with the dramatics. We're moving on. Wow. Yeah. A lot of ways this dinner sums up my first two years in office. (laughs) I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions and cheerfully walk away. That's so good. He nailed it. He ignores <laughs> us. It's hilarious. Oh boy. All right, a bit more audio. Somebody in the somebody in the media in that audience should have yelled out, "That's not funny." Shouldn't somebody have yelled that from the Washington Post or ABC News or something? As you know from reading This Town by Mark Leibovich, they'd have been thrown out of the inner circle. They would have lost their approved member of the Washington elite badge. Well, right, and how embarrassing would it be when you go to the PTA meeting? For your kid who goes to school with the people in the government's kid and all the other media's kids. and 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So a bit more audio here. You're going to hear the utterly useless reptile Alejandro Mayorkas and KJP. And then Michael will run 46 and 47 back to back. Uh, the the second voice you hear, third is uh, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, who just left the Democratic Party. 46 well, uh, what, what numbers were those? 46 and 47, please. It is my testimony that the border is secure and we are working every day, day and night to increase its security. When it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90 percent. And that's because of this act, the actions that this president has taken. But we know that more action needs to be taken. So it has to be legislative action. We're going to continue to call Congress uh, to do that. So obviously the border is not secure. Anyone with eyes can see that. And anyone who lives in a border state like I do, born and raised in Arizona, actually takes offense at comments like that because they're just factually not true. First she leaves Team Hetero, then she leaves the Democrats. Mm, Fickle, isn't she? So, uh, yeah, the context there. there. She's absolutely right. Oh, yeah, undeniably. Yeah, the KJP with, as you see, illegal migration is uh, coming down by by more than 90% thanks to this president's actions. So she didn't say, and I'm addressing specifically a very small parolee program, uh, not uh, illegal immigration in general. And so her answer to to Peter Ducey was just utterly, completely dishonest. Well, you know, like I was saying earlier, uh, to the extent to we'll see how much people care about this. We live in a democracy and we get to react with, no, you can't ignore the press that way and throw them out next turn. Or we can decide we're OK with it and let them stay in power. Well, the trend has been less and less transparency. Yeah. Every every president now runs on this will be the most transparent administration ever. And they keep getting more opaque. Right. Right. There's no way to run a country. Right. The dramatics could come down just a little bit. God, that is an awful thing to say. It's galling, doesn't it? It makes your, your blood boil. I wish Peter Ducey would have said, well, I'm if I'm being dramatic, it's because something very dramatic is happening. We're setting records month after month. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's doing a pretty good job of sparring with her. That's annoying. Yeah, it is. You know, Eric Adams was just uh, howling a couple of days ago, the mayor of New York, that they can't handle this influx. The federal government needs to stop busing people to New York. And he had 1,200 people show up in a single week. And El Paso, Texas is saying, please hold our Lone Star. 1,200 in a week, you baby. Yeah, 1,350 showing up every single day in uh, El Paso. Um, but uh, the, the the mayor of Chicago complaining also. So that stunt, as it was called, of bussing illegals to Chicago and New York has definitely worked and gotten their attention. There should be more of that. Here, here. Well, you could argue that, uh, constitutionally speaking, the pain of that sort of thing, because it is entirely a federal issue. There's no such thing as a illegal immigration from New Mexico to Arizona. All right. It's not a thing. Uh, so since it is entirely a federal matter, the pain ought to be spread around evenly, like tax liability or, I don't know, highway funds. Of course, now they, they use highway funds to bribe and threaten, so that's kind of gone away. It was nice while it lasted. I blame idea. the mega Republicans. <laughs> 
we probably ought to get that little clip of Biden saying mega yes. Republicans. Yes, that should become a regular drop because he says that all the time, and I find that hilarious. Um, we have other stuff to talk about. What's the writer strike all about, and is it going to have any impact on you? How about if the government shuts down? Are we actually um? Default on the debt, rather. Is that going to affect you or not? Man, some of the most dramatic predictions of what will happen include, yeah, it will affect you a lot. If the dramatics could come down just a little bit. Sorry about that. Sorry. You know, we did go over the line there, KGP, and we we apologize, but we are mega Republicans. Um, Also, the collapse of America's public schools, a multi-part feature well, I want to hear that. that I prepared for you. I want to hear that. And I'll uh, keep keeping our eye on the whole attempted assassination of Putin and how real that is or isn't and how that's going down. All in the news and all coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Biden took question after question about Russia, COVID, voter rights. He really got into why the Denny's breakfast menu is so sticky all the time. (laughs) He was optimistic overall. He said we're going to see more change in the next 10 years than we've ever seen. And he's been keeping that change in a mason jar in the trunk of his Model T. So... Hmm. That was a joke from a year ago, January. Oh, really? Uh, and he's uh, Biden substantially older now, if I understand the passage of time and how that works. We just thought we'd go into the Wayback Machine because the Writers Guild is on strike and the uh, comedians are unable to make funny on their own, apparently, and or they don't want to cross the picket line. Well, so most of them fine. were writers at one point, like Seth Meyers, you know, was, sure. a, was a writer forever for Saturday Night Live. They're all friends with all the writers, so they're, yeah. Yeah, I I'm, I respect wordsmithery. I I tend to like writers uh, to some extent, some of them anyway, and I have some sympathy for their plight. But personally, uh, the 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 painful throes of the strike on Hollywood and the entertainment industry and the rest of it, I really don't care. No, on my list of things I'm going to be concerned about today, it, it will not make the top 100. So. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Anyway, so I thought this was interesting. Let's see how much we've learned together, folks. If a product or a service is free, good for me, awesome, or extremely inexpensive compared to its peers. It's because they're just nice. They like me. (laughs) They really like me. You've learned nothing. I've wasted my time and breath on you. As the old saying goes, if the product is, if it's free, that's because the product is you. Saw this headline, a story written by the fabulous Jeffrey Fowler, who writes about tech in the Washington Post. It's a story about uh, Amazon clinics. The uh, giant behemoth Amazon has a new low price. That's right. That's the fellow. Uh, He has a new low price. uh, They have a new low price health service called Amazon Clinic for as little as $30. Excuse me. I had to cough. Maybe I should go to my local Amazon clinic. For as little as $30, you can message online with a clinician from an Amazon partner who will write you a prescription for anything from COVID-19 to herpes. 
$30 for a teledoctor visit. Why, that's unusually inexpensive. I wonder how they could offer the service that cheaply. It must be volume, volume, volume in the way that Amazon does. But no, the hidden cost Amazon's clinic is your privacy. This is how big tech companies get away with invading your intimate business and the laws that are supposed to protect us just aren't keeping um, up. My first, my my thought at first blush is, I'll give you all my data if I can go to the doctor or take my kids to the doctor for $30 a throw. Exactly. Exactly. That's their business model. A Washington Post reader asked me to investigate a legal form Amazon asks new clinic patients to agree to, writes Jeffrey. So I signed up. This authorization isn't a standard doctor's office notice detailing how they follow the health privacy law known as HIPAA. Uh, and to protect your privacy, this Amazon form is asking for something more extraordinary. Quote, use and disclosure of protected health information. Use, I should say. It authorizes Amazon to have your complete patient file and notes that the information may be redisclosed, after which it will no longer be protected by HIPAA. This is what Craig, the healthcare Absolutely. guru, was talking about. Yeah, you, once you get it to a third party, then there are no HIPAA regulations. And there you are with your sore throat or your herpes or your COVID-19. And all you want is the nice person to uh, to get you a little uh, well, you know, prescription called in. And you have just signed away all of your medical information, every bit of it. That's interesting. I, um, I guess a lot of people care about this. I don't at all uh, and never have. Maybe a circumstance could come along where I would. I don't want companies sending around my Social Security number or my phone number or my email address so I get flooded with spam. But you have in my health history... Don't freaking care. Don't I don't care. I would put it up on a billboard. I don't and nobody would wa- read it because they don't care. Mm. I'm I'm not as protective of my health as information as some people must be. Unwise. What Unwise. Are you, what are you worried about? Uh, I'm worried about things like uh, I saw treatment for depression or whatever. I haven't, but if I had. Right. Um high blood pressure, etc. Companies that might be hyper aware of insurance uh, needs, they might think, "Nah, we'll we'll hire the other dude instead because we've looked deep into his medical files and we don't love what we see. Man, are there, did I inhale a gnat or something? I can't quit coughing. I'll call my local Amazon clinic. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm torn because I, I see your point. You know, to what extent do any of us have any privacy anymore? No, I was about, anyway. I was going to say, as we talked about with Craig last week, and I explained in my situation of going to the doctor, uh, my personal experience is that stuff gets out already. So if I can go to Amazon for $30 and my information still gets out in a different way, then whatever. There are lots of icky ways Amazon could use your health information to upsell you on other services, to target marketing for its giant advertising business, or to build out artificial intelligence or patient risk models. I don't know. None of that bothers me that specifically. I know I'm against this, but I've got to admit... Uh, I'm I'm bad at coming up with examples of how it could be damaging. Well, the very, very 30,000 feet drive-by, don't know what I'm talking about view of this, for me, would be um, the system is so effed up currently, the idea that uh, an innov- innovator like, an, you know, an, an, an Uber, if you will, could come along and turn it upside down and all of a sudden it's way better and way cheaper would not be surprising to me. Oh, yeah. If that doesn't happen, that's proof of monopoly and lobbyists and and an iron hand, uh, iron fist, etc. Yeah, you're right. Huh. Uh, We need to talk more about that later. That is news you can use. That is an interesting story right there. Um, If you ever miss an hour of this show, you can grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.